When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another episode, another special episode, playoff episode, week two, Motor City Realist. I'm your host, Mike. Got my co-host, Zach Mack. Zach Mack, how we feeling? We are feeling pumped up, Mike. I mean, well, first things first, is that a new hoodie? I don't think I've ever seen you on no, that show. On you know show what? Really. That's what everyone's like, oh, you're a Lions fan? I was like, come on. I, I wear my stuff <laughs> not as much. No, there's a lot that's been in the closet, and, and I'm not a closet Lions fan by any means, but uh, just a lot more attire that I've been getting out as of late. But, uh, but Zach, overall, man, I, I'm sure this episode is going to be strictly Lions talk. Maybe we'll talk touch here and there, but a lot to talk about. Obviously, the Rams and then, uh, you know, the Buccaneers, which that, that game may be a little close to your heart, but I know, uh, you know, who you're rooting for. But, uh, but Zach, we, uh, we're getting this episode out a, a, a little late. We had a lot going on. Next week, I'm going to be out of town. Uh, we had to pull you out of the bar to get this episode, man. Uh, you know, just make sure we, 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 get it on, we get it on tap here. So, so how's your night going? No, yeah, man. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty good. As, uh, you know, fiance had a tough week at, at work this week, so she wanted to have a drink and... You know how it goes. One drink turns into three, turns into five, and before you know it, you waste too much time at the bar. And that's just, yeah. but, but we got back in time for the episode. That's what's there important. We go. Absolutely, we made it happen. But uh, but overall, um, man, what a week! What a postseason! Uh, I guess it's a postseason playoffs, as we say here, going into our second uh, episode uh, of the playoffs. But obviously, we're going to talk heavy on the Rams game, Zach. Um, just overall. Uh, general aspect things, you know, we, we had our picks and stuff like that. Um, looking at the game as a whole, is that how you figured it would be? Uh, did you think different things happen? Uh, the treatment of Stafford, obviously we'll get into and all that stuff, but, but your thoughts on just, uh, I mean, we'll dive in, but the, your thoughts on the overall game. I mean, yeah, it's just overall, what a game, right? I mean, you get a one point game uh, against Stafford you know, I've seen uh, some people who covered the game on a professional level saying that it, you know, it's in the in the in the top five, top ten games that they've ever covered personally. Uh, <clears throat> I guess you know the atmosphere 
in Ford Field was electric. Obviously, with you know both of us being out of towners, we're we're not you know obviously for the viewers, we're not at the games. I wish we could be, but but you know I heard that the heard that the uh, the atmosphere was electric. The fans, I mean, we took we forced a couple timeouts, crucial timeouts, which I know we'll get into the guts of the game a little bit later. But no, overall, I just think what a game. I mean, honestly. It couldn't have been any better to watch. I didn't think it would be as first half heavy as it was, but still, I mean, you couldn't ask for, for better, you know, quote unquote cinema to watch on TV. Yeah. And uh, obviously we, we talk about, uh, um, you know, our picks and I, and I talk about my, my pick them that I am in, in, in so badly that I want to take Detroit that week, but I just knew there was so much more into that game. I, I thought we should win, obviously, but man, I mean that game was hard enough to watch, let alone being in a pick 'em if I picked line. So, so I took the Bills last week. Not that I didn't believe in Detroit. It's just, <laughs> uh, but but I mean, what a game uh, overall. I mean, a really good game. Uh, granted, the second half we didn't score uh, near the points that we needed to, but it just showed then our defense kind of turned around. So it was almost a, a kind of complete game. Um, you know, Puka still still killed us. Um, uh, I feel like there's that one wide receiver. So. Um, I was kind of glad that Philly lost, uh, not saying that, you know, I just feel like the receivers are faster and, and we continue to see our, our DBs get run by. Um, so it's, I think it's a, the Tampa Bay is a better matchup, but you've, you've said it all along all season. It's hard to beat a team twice. So we'll talk about that. But uh, um, what's the general consensus? Uh, I, I don't know if you saw the, the I mean, obviously we'll talk about the game, but we got we got to talk about Matt Stafford. Did you see his press conference afterwards? Um, kind of what they asked him, and basically he said, you know, he he's he's happy for the guys. Uh, he didn't mention the yeah. city. He didn't, you know, and in the whole uh, treatment, which everyone was just back and forth. Oh, we're not going to boom. We can't do that. He's like, hey man. He, he even said he he's the enemy. He's coming to our. What what do you expect? You know, we, we didn't throw things at him. We didn't. But uh, and, and honestly, to tell you the truth, when he went down, my wife watched the entire game. Uh, which she she rarely does, you know. She had steak, and and she's like, she was so disappointed in Detroit. She was yelling at me like, "Why are they booing him?" I'm like, "You just don't understand, like, you know, like, you don't understand the the situation." But uh, you know, he went down with that injury. His eyes like rolled back in his head, and I thought, "Oh man, I don't I don't want to see this." And I can't believe. I mean, I don't know why I was surprised. It's Matthew Stafford. I don't I don't know why I was surprised he came back, continued to play a game, played good. You know, I thought he was out, but uh, the treatment of Stafford. Uh, did you think it was fair uh, crossing the line or not? I, 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 I'll tell you right away. I, I thought it was what it was. You know, they booed him when he came out. No big deal. I thought that's what it was. And, and you know, uh, Frank Rag now, a bunch of other uh, players, you know, uh, hugged him, missed, totally missed him. But to me, that, that's football. Stafford said it. But did did you feel, uh, as a Lions fan watching that game, uh, you know, did you feel any sort of way? Like, uh, honestly, I could be totally wrong. In this, but I felt like the crowd at Ford Field that booed Matt Stafford was not indicative of the Lions fan base as a whole. And I think that I the only reason I think I could be wrong there because like that's rarely the case. Usually, like who shows up at the game does pretty much indicate what the fan base is as a whole. But I really didn't think that. Honestly, I wasn't thrilled with it, but. But at the same time, like like you said, he dubbed himself the enemy, and it's just it's natural instinct for teams to just boo the opposing team whenever they take the field. Like that that happens a lot anywhere you go, honestly, regardless of the sport. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to tell. Like you know, is that directed at like Stafford as a person, or is it directed at just like he's our opponent today? It's tough to say. But all I can say is that like if I personally was intended in attendance, I wouldn't be booing him. So I didn't really understand it from that perspective, but honestly, to tell you the truth, I, I don't know. It was to me, it was, you know, I didn't like tear up or anything, but it was like emotional. Like I, 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 I felt sick to my stomach right before the game started when he came out. Like, I just felt like it, it and it's so stupid. Like to think like, for one, you've got this team that you've rooted for for years and years and years that's never won. And there was a, a great perspective, you know. Stafford led this team. He was the best thing that ever happened to this team, but he never got us over the hump. And now yeah. 
literally he is there to stop us from getting over that hump. And it was such like, I was so torn. I think that's why I was, but, but I, I, I know what you're saying. Like, uh, you know, you're, you're going to boo, but I mean, those boos were heavy. Those boos are really yeah. heavy and it yeah, was yeah. pretty consistent. So, so yeah, I was surprised by that. Did I get upset? No. And you know, his, his family even embraced it. You know, I think that his daughters, uh, had, uh, sweatshirts or jackets on that said, you know, uh, I think it was like uh, born in born in Detroit, uh, raised in LA, or so, or something along those lines. So there's a lot of ties. Obviously, um, yeah. it'll be interested to see. You know, fast forward here. Um, I hope this doesn't like put a bad taste in his mouth. You know, I mean, and here we are. We're talking about we beat him. You know, no big deal. But but uh, you know, I would I would love to see him. Granted, he won a Super Bowl, but I would love to see him retire a lion. Yeah, you know. It's funny you say that because, well, twofold. One is I think it's a little different because he has won a Super Bowl with L.A. I think maybe that plays into it. There's probably a little bit more emotional love for him if he hadn't won a Super Bowl yet. And it's like, like you said, he's there to keep us from getting over the hump. But at the same time, if this was him trying to win his first Super Bowl, then I think people are a little more on his side. But since he's already won one, you know, that's out the door. But, you know... Just overall, I think it's it's tough, like you said. Like they and they showed like all his daughters before the game, and that's that's a part of it that, like you said, gets you emotional. You're like, man, this is like this is a guy that was with us for so long, but never got us over the hump, and now we're over the hump. And I I don't know, like all of that, and I I touched on it last week. Like where the part of this that was missed was the Jared Goff part of it, and I don't know if like that was ever touched on uh, as at length like it was on the Stafford side of it. But I, he made his remarks at the end of the game. I think that's just like in the heat of it. Like he's probably you know he's obviously disappointed that he lost. Like his objective out there was to go win the game, and and he didn't achieve that. And so he's pissed, and so he's like, I'm happy for the players. And a lot of people interpret that as like throwing shade at the, you know, shade at the fans or the city or even the the organization as a whole, dumbing it down to just the players. But I don't know. I think it's really just him like trying to deal with his emotions of losing a high energy game. Like it's that's that's in a tough place, you know. And so, you know, I'm going to throw this right at you because we've talked quite a bit in in past about Jared Goff. We'll, We'll transition into golf. What he did, the game ball that Campbell gave to him, pretty much said, "You know, you belong." Blah blah. blah. I mean, are you at this point? Are you a golf? You've never not been a supporter, but you've always kind of been back and forth. Like, is 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 golf your guy? Yeah, yeah. I'll admit, I've been on the fence about <laughs> golf, but <laughs> he's. Uh, I mean, he's proven that he's 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 a warrior, and. Here's what I'll say. I was never I was never the biggest supporter of Stafford either. I was never like I was never in the camp that like we got to get rid of Stafford to win. Well, I thought those sh- guys show me. Like if you're going to be the guy you got to show it to me. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like I I yeah, I was never the guy that was like we got to ship Stafford to be good, but I was also never the guy like you know, Stafford could win us a Super Bowl. I was kind of on the fence about him as well, but to that point, Jared Goff has already done what Stafford didn't do. And I know that's not all on the quarterback. Obviously, our team is much better and our coaching is much better and all of that from top to bottom is much better than it was before. But as far as the quarterback position goes, you know, I have I have a lot more trust in Jared Goff now than I did week one of this season. And even week one of the season, I had a lot of trust in him because he went on that, that interceptionless streak to, yeah. to, to end last season. So, you know, I, yeah, I, I would just say, I, I, I don't know where you're at. You've been, you've been, pro golf most of the season yeah. i think so so where I, do you stand on this guy now yeah i mean absolutely i mean you don't i, I think at this point the dude's proven that i was on him all season you know I, i'm here the dude's gonna get a contract but he's not gonna get overpaid like you know these these quarterbacks set the market you know and, and he's still 28 i believe so you know there's still a lot of time hookers there uh you know they they eased him along. I'm not saying this is like an Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love situation, but there's no need to to throw somebody out there. You know, this is you know what it, this is what it's all about. You know, bring these guys along. The offense is, is humming. Really, I don't know outside of you know some expiring contracts, different things like 
really what we need to do offensively differently. You know, obviously we're going to look on the defensive side of the ball, but um, really happy with golf. Um, you know, he's, I, I mean, he's for, for the quarterback. It's funny. So I, I I'm kind of all over the place, but here, but I don't know if you've seen this. So basically the LA Ram fan base is in uproar all week. They cannot talk about how much they hate Detroit um, and we'll talk really? about obviously, obviously the hit uh, Kirby Joseph, uh, Tyler Higby. Uh, basically, that's what it's all about. There's one guy that is just. Uh, I I was trying to get some screenshots, but I was too late to do it. But this guy just will not stop talking about Detroit, and he says he's done and he's over. He's not going to mention it, but he continues to go on. Basically, um, he continues to talk about you know how dirty we are, all this yada yada yada. But um, golf uh, for the for the question, yes, I, I'm all in golf. We're gonna we're gonna give him some money. N- no real changes on offense. It's nice to see Jamison Williams become. I wouldn't say a possession receiver, but they're using him more early, getting him involved. He's not necessarily just streaking down the field. So there's a lot of value there. They're getting on the same page. I mean, I can't say you can't say enough about that. The running back committee. I mean, both of these guys. It looks like they play them one drive, pull them. The other guy plays a drive, they stay, they stay fresh. You know, these guys are just, I mean, everything's clicking, but we, we were texting back and forth, you know, that was the drive that we talked about. We got the ball, there had to be a clean drive, go right down the field and score. And, and that's exactly where golf is at his best is if he gets out there, he's not pressed. He doesn't have to, to make reason. I'm not saying he's, he's played really all that bad. You know, we talk about the interception streak that he's on forever. And then he had a few in a row and he was just kind of overthinking it, but man, I mean, I just, I'm excited about this team and I'm actually excited about this week, but uh, I mentioned the Kirby Joseph hit. Um, you know, he, he was a part of the uh, TJ Hawkinson hit a couple weeks ago. Um, what, what's your thoughts on that? I don't know if you've really paid much attention to it or not, but, but the Rams are uh, Rams fan base is literally saying he's the dirtiest player in the world. CJ Garner Johnson came out on his behalf and said, literally, I mean, what, what do you want us to do? Like real time, you either go low or you go high and get a penalty. So basically, and, and this is where the the realest of us, unbiased, you know, do you think something like that going low hitting at the knees is a dirty hit? You know, I think it's it's funny because I I watched some clips today of it was a couple of years ago of, of guys in the NFL kind of reacting to the rule changes on this type of thing where defenseless receivers and all that and and how it's it's pretty much on the the defense's responsibility to protect an offensive player at, at the expense of protecting himself, which is, you know, crazy in the mind of a defensive player. That's what they're all trying to preach is that, you know, if it's so hard, you know, because like the quarterback throws the ball, a better ball into a position where he's not extended and his knees aren't hanging out there for you to hit, then it's a different hit. And that's so tough. So no, obviously, you know, you know, I'm not on social media, so I didn't hear any of this. And, and, and I'm shocked to hear that the Rams fans are like this uh, about this kind of stuff. But stuff like that, I think is I think it's so much more bang, bang than people think watching yeah. at home. Exactly. That it, like, yeah, people think it's it's easy to adjust it's how you tackle. Seconds. And it's really not. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that leaves it tough for the defensive player, honestly, in a situation so- like that. On the flip side, and I'm not even going to play devil's advocate, but basically we could pretty much say, is, you know, even a, a quarterback as good as Stafford. Granted, he's getting flushed around the pocket, but he's supposed to put it where he's going to protect his receivers, right? Basically, your quarterback is supposed to throw. I mean, you, you see swing passes. You see all these passes where the quarterback just lays you out to dry, and you just think you just look at him like, what the hell? And a situation like this, you know, somebody crossing over the middle, something like that, like, Okay, your safety wants to lay the big hit. Absolutely. That's what they're here for. They want to draw the ball. But nowadays, the NFL, you can't do that because if you come anywhere above the chest and you even come contact with, a, you know, their helmet, it's a penalty and it's game over, you know, basically moves them down the chain. So you got to go low, especially these big receivers. And I'm not justifying an injury. Obviously, we don't want that, you know, that. but but I mean, you in, in exactly, that's exactly what I would say. In, in, in real time, I mean, these seconds – I mean, these plays are three, four seconds long, and and yeah. throwing a ball is 0.2 seconds to a receiver, and it's bang bang, and there's no intent, and it's not like you know they celebrate. Yeah, tackling it just, is milliseconds to like. me. It just 
it blows my mind that this conversation granted maybe it's because it was considered a repeat offender but he's also he's around the ball kirby joseph has, has got a nose for the ball he, he's proven that so so that's something that i wanted to mention because yes uh the rams fan base is 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 pretty pretty uh pretty sig- uh, i mean i shouldn't say significant they're they're out there talking about this so uh but yeah there you go you got the stat line there on the bottom obviously our big boys uh played a a, a nice role in that game um you know, in golf, only missed five passes. Um, so that was the game that we were talking about. The mistake-free, we didn't have to throw up 30 times. We had a good running game. Amra obviously did his thing, 110 yards. Um, but but anything else um, that really stood out from that game um, that you want to mention or, or anything yeah. specific? One thing that I thought was huge, and it did uh, – Luckily, it didn't come back to bite us, but, um, you know, we talked about, and, and we're realists, so we're, we're not people that are going to blame the refs a whole lot, and, but, but we breezed over the, the situation at in Dallas, which, thank God, they got exposed for not being, the, we, we, we exposed them essentially in week 16, and the refs didn't let us expose them, so they got exposed by Green Bay instead, which is fine, but, but going into half, man, that, that third down, they called a false start on us, which is clearly an offsides by L.A., Yes. That is that is like and the reason I want to harp on this is because that is a crucial moment in the game where you're driving down at half to potentially take a two possession lead. You turn it over to the other team, and luckily they didn't drive down on us and score and take the lead before halftime. But they very they very likely could have, and especially with them getting the ball in the second half, like that's that's a huge turning point. And I just don't know how the refs can miss something like that on a stage like this. Like to me, that was going into half, I was I'll be honest, I was dejected. I was like, this cannot be – we're going to get jobbed by the refs again. That was such an it. obvious uh, – it wasn't even like – that was not a bang-bang. That was obvious offsides. And they called false start on us. Obviously, we instead of going for it, we punt, blah, blah, blah. They get the ball. But the, if they if they call the right call, we get a first down. We're still driving, and we potentially take a two-possession lead going into half, and the game doesn't end up as close as it should have been, but – or as close think- as, it, as it ended up being. It, and it's funny because I I think there's going to come a time where those plays are going to be called in where, you know, New York can challenge those plays where they can say, no, we made a mistake. We need to change it. I mean, it's getting to the point where it's, it's got to get to that point. Yeah. Because it, basically, obviously, you got replay and basically they got Dean Bialnino or, or somebody in the box and they go to the rules and they say, hey, what do you think? And most of the times they're like, yeah, that's a missed call. You know, so these guys are on real time are saying, so basically, why can't they, they do this? And, 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 you know, and, and I think, like you said, we, we ended up punting it, which I was really, really happy with a lot of Campbell's, uh, um, play calling his, his decisions, because I didn't want him to get too cute to get us in, you know, situations. But, uh, one thing that we haven't mentioned is Bagley, uh, a 50 yarder over 50 yarder field goal. I think yeah. he's only 45% in his career. That was a huge field goal that, I don't think really anybody talked about because that one of the game basically. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're talking, that was early on granted, but I mean the confidence to put him out there and not necessarily, you know, we're, we're, we're accustomed to these fourth, fourth, uh, fourth down go for, you know, different things or, or, or trip plays. But I, I like seeing that, that confidence, get him out there. And, you know, we made a decision early in the season. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, in the late in the middle of the season to, to switch out kicker, which, you know, to me, all right, you know, they, they had some, so and it, it's knock on wood worked out so far. Yeah, okay, and there's a couple – actually, there's a couple other things I want to touch on on this game. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, obviously, we got it on the bottom line there. He's, he had seven catches for 110 yards, and all seven of his catches went for first downs, um, which which was huge. Um, averaged 15.7 yards per catch. But averaging more was Josh Reynolds – Five yeah. catches, 80 yards, averaging 16 yards a catch. And we didn't even talk about this last week, but he also is an ex-Ram. How did you feel about – because I feel like he had some clutch catches it's, and played a big role in that game. It's funny. So, basically, I was explaining to my wife, you know, the whole situation. And obviously, she knew Stafford. And I said, well, Stafford was traded for golf. Like, her thing was, like, obviously Stafford. The Stafford situation, Kelly Stafford, the family. So then I told her about golf. Then she's like, oh, okay. And then and then as soon as Reynolds called a ball, I was like, well, that's an X Ram too. She's like, are you kidding me? Like, I was like, yeah, there's a lot of people that have stake in this, you know, like, and, uh, you know, 
you know, I don't know, you know, they didn't talk about him, you know, right, at all. It. But yeah. uh, but yeah, I mean, what what more incentive do you have to to go out and beat your your previous team that? You know, it sounds like obviously, you know, you're not going to hear anything bad, but it sounds like golf and McVeigh kind of kindled everything, and they said everything, or McVeigh said everything right. So, you know, he's happy for him. So, all which we talked about it all or all week. You know, it was Stafford, 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 but low key it was golf, and nobody really talked about it. Nobody talked yeah. about it. The media didn't talk about it. You know, here on there, you know, they compared the two, blah blah. blah but it was it was not so. I mean, the, the the thing that's crazy about this is golf had a great season. But is this like the game at this point? Like we're already gelling. We're doing well. You know, is this the game that like gives him the confidence to like, do we make a deep, deep run? And, and Man, I, I say think... deep, deep, but I mean, we're really only two games away from the NFC championship. Yeah, honestly, I think that's a good point. I mean, I because I've been watching sports talk shows. A lot this week, actually, because it's my last week without a job. I start my new job next week. but <laughs> So I've been watching a lot of TV. But still, nobody is talking about this guy. And you're right. If if we beat the Bucks and we're in the NFC Championship, maybe they start talking. But it might take getting to the Super Bowl before these guys start talking about Jared Goff. And honestly, I think that's where he thrives. So he's not in the media. When he's not being talked about, he's an under-the-radar achiever. I think it suits him best to be where he's at as so, far as. So you're like this. Speaking of media, there was a uh, a few people that came out with the, the basically rating the the eight quarterbacks that are left. Where they where yeah. they where they rank one through eight. Where do you think they have golf? If I had to guess where the media had golf, let me think who we got left. We got uh, we got Purdy, Lamar, Baker. I would say they got him like six. Eight. Eight out of eight. They got him eight? Yes. So they got Baker right in front of him at seven. Uh, obviously, Lamar up there. But I was just laughing like. And, oh, and, my God. And let me tell you this. So so a lot of the media that is putting these polls out are Rams fans. So that that's what I love about it. So how, how are you going to rate a guy that just, that just beat you, that came from your – like you talk about bitter fans. Yeah. Like I've never – and – Listen, we, we we've dealt with losing all of our lives, and and I even I mean we're, yeah we're on a high we're, we're we're winning but like you talk about some of the most bitter fans I didn't realize that the Rams were like this. Yeah, they have that means they have Jordan Love ahead of ahead of yeah Purdy, Jared Goff Baker Goff is Bendo these guys are crazy. All right, okay. The other thing I wanted to touch on before I go off on that tangent because that's absolutely absurd. Um, is the uh, the defense? You've been you've been a big, especially on this show. You've been a big guy on uh, on defense. You've been uh, hyping up the defense all year. And Chris Collinsworth touched on it in the broadcast that a big a big difference in this game was the Lions were scoring touchdowns in the red zone, and the Rams were being held to field goals. And as much as we like to point to the Badgley field goal being a difference maker, another big difference maker was forcing field goals and not touchdowns in the red zone. What did you like about? what we saw from the defense, which I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because I totally didn't bring this up because basically our red zone defense has actually been one of the best defenses in the entire league. So I guess it just goes to show that, wow, when we get down there and, and it was crazy because basically towards the end of the game, when we got in the red zone, I was kind of like comfortable. I was like, okay, when, when the team was in the red zone, when the Rams were in the red zone, I was like, okay, you know, maybe the, give them a field goal, you know, no big deal. But like, I really like the way that it's it's crazy because we've been like this, you know, been like this. The defense is good, first four games, then they have like a record pace, you know, next four games, then they're good, and then you know it's horrible. But like, I feel like Aaron Glenn, like basically, I I I, I can almost tell you every time third and third and long, third and minimal, dude, we're dialing up the blitz, and I feel like that's been the X factor late in the season. We've been able to, our defensive backs are, are getting more sacks, you know, are getting more pressures. They're, they're, you know, changing the way the trajectory of the ball. But, but yeah, I really like that bringing that up, you know, obviously he got the field goal, but these guys have buckled down and, and Brian branch, there was probably a few calls. There was again, you know, we're talking about Rams fans. There was, there's a few calls, you know, that I, I like, 
on both sides of the ball. You, you let let the players play. If it's not blatant, you know, they can trip each other up. They can hold each other a little bit. But there was that Brian Branch, uh, you know, on Cooper Cup in the back of the end zone that that I was like, uh, kind of clinching, but it was, you know, and then uh, there was C.J. Gardner-Johnson, uh, a different one. And you could tell the guys were kind of looking for the flag. But the one thing I will say about this referee is they they let them play. They were consistent across the board. So so I like that our, our defense is really buckled down. Obviously, that's going to be a big thing for the Buccaneers because – um, while I'm not like scared of that team, which I don't want to, you know, get overexcited. Um, Mike Evans just kills everybody in the red zone. You talk about one of the best wide receivers that probably isn't talked about Mr. 1000. I mean, he's, he continues to get 1000 yard seasons. He's one of those guys that I think I said it last week. He he's, he's, he can have three catches for three yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think. For me, one of the biggest changes in our defense as opposed to previous years is our tackling. Um, and I think that comes into play in the red zone. You know, if a guy catches a, a flat a flat or, or a screen, you know, at the five, we're tackling him at the three. And I think that's huge as opposed to letting him get in the end zone. Uh, and that's a lot different. But um, I think that's we, – we can transition right into this Bucks game since, since you mentioned uh, Mike Evans. Uh, and, and sticking with the defense – I think, you know, you touched on it. We 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 said going into that Rams game that this is how we were. This is what we were going to give up. Is you got N- Puka Nakua going for over a hundred yards, and he sets the the rookie record, I think, for for receiving yep. yards in a play. And we knew that that was going to happen. That's what the Lions do. The top receiver gets buttloaded yards every week. So we're expecting the same from Mike Evans this week, probably. But we've shown that we can still win games doing that. Yeah. Do you think we can do that against the Bucks? Because I, I, I'll, and I'll just say this right now. I think we can. I think we shut down the run enough to that Rashad White, who has bust onto the scene and has exceeded expectations. I yes. think as far as running backs go, I think we can shut him down, which which allows for the passing game not to open up so much. What, what so are your thoughts? Of all people, Rex Ryan. Uh, they talked to him last week, and they said, you know talking about the weapons of the Rams and, and everyone was hyping up Kyrie Williams, blah, blah, blah. And Rex Ryan came out and said, Kyrie Williams is having a great season. Loki, you know, he's going to, he's going to run, blah, blah, blah. He said, not so fast. Detroit's defense is going to shut him down. And that's what happened. And I think the same thing. It's, it's the same game plan going into this game. I think so too. But, but I feel like it's a way better matchup because they don't necessarily have the outside speed that, that the Rams had. So really, I mean, Baker is is still – he can scramble and get outside the pocket, so maybe he'll make a few plays there, but he's not necessarily that guy anymore. Um, but I but I feel like, yeah, I mean, in Mike Evans early, uh, you know, when we played him early in the season, he didn't even have a, a great game. Granted, do I think we're going to hold him to six points? No. Uh, I think it's going to be a way better game than that. Um, and, and in previous – I don't, I think we've talked about it, I, you know, and I don't know, there's a little, you know, being there in Tampa and stuff like that, you know, you watch them, you're familiar with that team. Like, yeah. I, I, I like Baker. I like to see what he's doing. I mean, Tampa Bay was left for dead. Tom Brady left. Nothing was going to happen. They signed Baker for, hey, you know, let's throw a quarterback out there. And now you're talking about, okay, you know, so, so this is a, a great, because I mean, you're talking about a team that had nothing to lose and now here we are and, and Baker's riding and, this is what he does. You look at the Browns and it's like, you know, the Browns, <laughs> look at what they, they, they left Baker again, left Baker for dead. And, and here he is taking Tampa Bay. So while I'm not like overlooking this game, I am more comfortable with this game. I think it's a way better matchup, but uh, I feel like we shut down the run the same, same game plan overall. Yeah. I, I, I think, I mean, like you said, it, I, <laughs> It's like the Lions are almost adopting this. Okay, well, well, first I'll say that when they when they played the Bucks the first time, Baker was not on his game, right? Yeah. And and we talked about that. I was at that game. Um, it was you just didn't see the typical. And I don't know if they were intimidated. I, and I, I touched on this in our previous episode. There were a ton, a ton of Lions fans at that game, and that might have thrown the Bucks off a little bit. I don't know, but Baker was not on his game, and it really almost felt like not a fair fight that game because honestly, I don't think the lions played very well that game either, but uh, uh, 
scraped up 20 to six win, but it's almost like the Lions adopt this game plan. where like, we don't care if your number one receiver goes off on us because if we shut down everything else, that is not going to be enough for you to beat us. And it's working so far. I mean, we saw it with Justin Jefferson. He absolutely torched us. And CD Lamb torched us. And we would have won that game if it wasn't for the refs. And I feel like it's the total opposite of Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick will say, <laughs> I know your number one, I know your number one receiver, and he's not going to get anything. We're going to shut him down. You can do whatever you want. Or we're just saying, we'll let your one number one receiver do whatever he wants, but the rest of your team's going to get shut down. And it, it is exactly not to cut you off, but it is exactly what you're saying. Like, I mean, every game this year, the number one receiver has torched us. Yeah, and it's almost like we just got so much confidence that we can shut down the run, which we've seen over and over and over again, and we can shut down those secondary options, and most importantly, we can shut down that tight end option. And, yeah, throw 150 yards on our head to your number one receiver because if you throw 150 yards to them, we shut down everything else, you're going to end up with 180 yards or 190 yards total, and that's not going to be enough to beat us. And it's very interesting. Like, I don't – It'll be interesting to see if they can they can take that and carry it through the rest of the playoffs. But it worked against the Rams, barely skated out there with a one point win. Can it work against the Bucks? I like you mentioned earlier. I I love the phrase. It's hard to beat a team. It's hard to beat the same team twice in a season, and I firmly believe that. And the Lions are going to have to do it this week, which almost to me makes it feel like a tougher battle than last week's battle against the Rams. See, I, I take that in consideration. I just feel like it, it maybe, you know, this will bite me in the ass by saying it, but I feel like this is not, like, I don't want to say we're comfortable going into this game, but I feel like the stakes aren't as, as high because there's not as much, I shouldn't say riding on it, but I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wearing myself. Maybe, maybe now I'm talking about it, you know, like, Hey, maybe we're not putting enough focus on this, but I, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I just feel like with Stafford situation golf, there's so much where, but I also feel like, like I said, momentum's going, they know this is, I think our team now, the coaching staff that we have, they're starting to get together. Um, you know, I, I feel like that they're going to make adjustments. It's it's not going to be the the same. You know, Ben Johnson's not going to call dial up the same stuff. Aaron Glenn, I, I think even you know we're talking that was week six. Uh, you know, the defense has been way more aggressive. I think even think we got quite a few sacks on Baker early in the season. Um, so they're going to dial that up. People are getting healthy again. We talk about that all the time. So, so so I'm excited about this game. But uh, um, you want to get into some predictions, or you got anything else on uh, on this specific? Uh, no, I don't think I have, I don't think I have anything on this game. I, you know, obviously last game, like you said, week six, that was in, that was in Tampa. This one's in Detroit. Not much weather difference because Detroit plays inside. So, uh, give me, I, I think Tampa, I think Tampa will be a little bit more on their game. I will say the reason we didn't record last night is I was at the Bolts game and Baker was there. Was he chugging beers? No, no, <laughs> I was looking for him, but no, he wasn't chugging beers. But I did say to my fiance, I was like, shouldn't he be in Detroit, like warming up, getting ready for this game? Yeah, so I don't know when they fly out, but <laughs> But anyways, I was like, no, I was joking around. I was like, yeah, we should be fine. This guy's at a hockey game. No, but, but uh, I, I think the Bucks will be a little bit more on point. They'll score a little bit more. They'll score more than six points, but I also think the Lions can be ready. Um, that's a tough defense. Give me uh, – I'm still going with the boys. I think we make it to the NFC Championship. Um, give me the Lions at uh, – give me 29 to 20. I like it, man. Here, So so I'm on the Bucks for 20 points. I think they're going to hang 20. But I yeah. think, like, the Lions, I think we're – we're we're going to continue to open it up, continue to do things. Uh, I think we're hanging 30, 38. 38-20 Lions. That's okay. what I want to see. Um, you know, because I feel like uh, you gotta you gotta get all the tricks out of the bag. You know, we gotta make sure we're executing because as crazy as it is, you know, beating Green Bay early in the season, then beating us, you know, or San Francisco. I think that game is going to be a shootout. So whoever uh, we go into the national national champion, I'm sorry, the NFC Championship. Whew, man, that that's going to be a game right there. I don't want to say that's where it stops, but uh, then we that that'll get that game will definitely make me nervous. But like I said, I, I feel like I'm I'm okay with this game. I feel like uh, we should have some offense. I 
feel again. They're going to hang 20 on us, but, uh, you know, let Mike Evans do his thing, whatever. But uh, overall, man, just just a, 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 a clean game. Looking forward to it. Uh, but, yeah. You think I it's – do you think this week is a more full 60-minute – or I say 60 minutes, that's, that's hockey, is it? Is it 60 minutes in football? It's 15, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 60. Yeah, yeah 60. Yes. <laughs> it is 15, 15, 15, 15. Yeah, 60. Do you think it's a full, more full 60 than it was – uh, against LA, where it almost seemed like we, you know, kind of hung on in the second half. Well, that's what I, I said. Mean, you're, you're giving we, them 38 points. We Are we scoring? Points, yeah, we scored all our points the first half against the Rams, and we kicked the field goal to keep us in. You know, basically. Yeah. So, 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 so you're giving us 38 uh, points. Are we scoring points in the second half in that case? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, I mean, again, you're talking about. I think they said that the viewership on this game. Granted, obviously, this isn't even like tickets sold, but viewership on on uh, the game last week was more than uh, the most in the NFL since the Super Bowl last year. Um, so, and I love, I don't know if you've seen what Campbell said, but Campbell pretty much said that if you aren't on our bandwagon uh, at, at this point, there's no room. So stay the fuck off of it. Basically. Yeah, I can see so, that. So um, yeah. yeah, I just feel like, uh, I mean, the city starved for it. We continue to see it. I mean, I mean, what a, what a feeling to, to say, Hey, here we are. Um, we're, we're going to, two, three rounds deep in the playoffs. We'll see what happens. NFC championship, but 38, 20, that's where I got us. But yeah, I think consistency, I, I think like we're spread out the points. Um, and I think it's, it, it's going to be a good game. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. Like I love me some Baker, but uh, really looking forward to this game. Yeah. I, I honestly, I like this because I mean, make no mistake about it. I'm go lions all the way. hundred percent. I'm not rooting for the bucks at all, but either way, whoever wins this game, I, I have a team to root for in the NFC championship. I feel like a lot of times in the past, I've just been rooting against somebody in the NFC yeah. Championship. So, yeah, at least this year. But, I, you know, 100% hoping it's the Lions. I think it's going to be the Lions. That's where we got our predictions. We're lined up. Are we uh, Are we making predictions for the, the rest of the rest of the league? Or are we jumping into um, hockey right now? Yeah, no, no, no. Let, let, let's do a quick prediction real quick. Because yeah, yeah. We, I, we don't I have as many. Play, I did place my bet tonight, and I took all the uh, – the, uh, uh, expected winners. So I took Buffalo, Detroit, the Ravens, and I took San Francisco. So okay, so you took all the favorites. Yes, I think I'm going. I'm going. It's so tough for me to go against CJ Stroud at this point because oh, I love him, but I, I just I I don't want to get too far of myself, far ahead of myself. And and again, I I didn't want to mention it, but we talk about playing a team twice. Yeah, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, so I don't wanna, but I think the Ravens, man, they're peaking at the right time. But we'll see what happens. I feel it in my bones. I'm just, I got this vibe right now. Give me the Texans, all right? Because here's why: it's CJ Stroud. The Browns were one of the best defenses this year, and he yeah. did not give a shit. He he torched them. He torched the Browns. I mean, obviously Joe Flacco helped him out through a couple pick sixes. I think a couple, right? Yeah, and, oh yeah, yeah. So inflated the score a little bit, but give me the Texans in that game because I'm so Ooh. sick of the Ravens. Harbaugh's already won one championship. Get him out of here, but but give me yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take the Niners. I don't I, I I want so badly for the Packers to win so that we can host another playoff game if we win. I think that would be so sick. But I don't think they could do it. The Niners, the Niners didn't miss a beat, unlike the Ravens. So give me the Niners, give me the Lions, like I already said, and. Give me the Chiefs. I'm gonna go against you on this See, one. See, that well. was the one that I was having a hard time with, but I think I'm leaning. It's only two and a half right now. Um, I was leaning, and, and Buffalo's getting dumped on again with snow. I don't Honestly, know if you know I that mean, it, it snows yeah. in, the, in the Midwest. Uh, you know, you know, you know, on that that south. I've heard about it. Know. Yeah. So. Yeah. But no, I mean, that game in that game in Kansas City was cold as shit as well, but. Look, I, I, I just can't go against Mahomes. And in a close game like this, I think Gabe Davis is out. Not that he's mattered. He was on my fantasy team, and he screwed me. I finally had to sit him halfway through halfway through <laughs> because he's just put up – he'll put up donut, 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 and then drop 22 points, and then 24 points, and then donut, 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 18 points. And it's like – I you know. but anyways, he's out. So one less weapon for Josh Allen. I just think – Cold weather's not going to affect Kansas City. Give me Kansas City. They're more experienced. They're, they're going to get the go. job done. So one Unfortunately, big upset, I, obviously, CJ Stroud. I want the Bills to win. But. And 
Kansas City. So there you go. So I like it. But uh, before we get out of here, Zach, how are we looking? A uh, little Red Wings talk. Uh, what's going on with the Red Wings? Yeah, so killing it in 2024, if we're being honest. 5-0-1 to start the year. Had that overtime loss against the Oilers, who are on their own 12-game win streak. So that's not a, anything to hang your head about. Uh, Five-game road win streak. Larkin's got a six-game point streak. They're playing Carolina on the road tonight. Uh, for a chance to extend that road win streak. And actually, let me check the uh, score because that started there. Uh, okay, looks like we got seven minutes left. They're down three to two. So got some work to do in that one. But that's how it was uh, last game. They scored, I think, the last five minutes, and then they won, that, won that, that thing in overtime with Larkin. So the boys are picking things up, especially defensively in 2024. It's It's looking like... It's looking like it might be the year of Michigan sports. You know, we start out with, I know you're an Ohio State fan, and I'm an MSU fan, so it hurts us both to say this, but it starts out with the Wolverines, and they win the the Natty. But the Lions are on a run. Red Wings are making things interesting. As a matter of fact, since we last recorded, the Pistons took a W. They matched their win total all season. Oh, (laughs) crazy. It's like like the Lions won a playoff game in Ford Field, and all of Detroit sports was, like, rejuvenated. Crazy. Building, building new buildings, dilapidated. I mean, the, the city is just back. <laughs> Do you have a that, – that's all I got, though, for as far as hockey goes. We're still in the uh, we're still in the race. We took a wild card spot, but then the uh, I think the Maple Leafs won last night, so they took yeah. it back from us. It's kind of a flip-flop thing. So, so or I mean, we were in a divisional spot, now we're in a wild card spot, blah, blah, blah. It goes back and forth. You know, we're about halfway through the season, so a lot to sort out there. But that's about it hockey-wise. Um Anything you want to touch on roundtable? I know Alabama named a new head coach. That's that's really all I was to say. The landscape of college football is changing quite a bit. Um, you know, obviously, Bill O'Brien they, was going to your Ohio State Buckeyes. I saw. Yes, they did. They didn't waste any time. Um, uh, Alabama didn't. Washington, uh, you know, had that nice run, and their coach jumped ship quickly, and uh, his players were not very happy with him. Um, but this is what it is. You know, this is what the college football is. Where about. did he go? I didn't hear about that. Washington's, uh, he's at, uh, Alabama. Oh, 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 I saw, I literally saw it on the ticker tonight that Alabama named their coach and I, I never know who that guy, he was Washington's coach. Yeah. So basically he jumped over there. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, overall, and then, I mean, there's still an opportunity that Harbaugh is going to jet, you know, he had, uh, uh, his his interviews, um, you know, so the landscape, like you guys, and, and you talked about Ohio State, you know, Ryan Day's still there, but a lot of pressure. They named a offensive coordinator, which uh, is 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 weird because Brian Hartline was the coordinator, but Ryan Day still called plays. So, yeah, changes there. But uh, Do you think that I – got, I got a question to ask you on that because you guys also got uh, Kansas State's quarterback I saw. Yes. Um, but do you think that puts even more pressure on Ryan Day where they're like, if you don't perform, you know – ASAP, then then they're just in line to promote Bob to 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 head coach. Do you think? Yeah, I uh, I, I do definitely think he's on a short leash this year. I, I don't know necessarily that it'd be like midseason thing. We definitely right. don't have the schedule that Michigan has this year. They got Texas, they got USC, they got. I mean, they got they got a tough schedule. So if, if I, I wouldn't be surprised if if Michigan was barely above five hundred, uh, which is McCarthy in, in depending on what Harbaugh does, you know that that team. Um, that's yeah. that's no slight to them. They just have a, a an outstanding, you know, tough schedule. Uh, Ohio State not so much. So definitely, Ohio State's got to got to improve, got to do better. So that that uh, transfer because we we uh, had so basically we had Washington State's quarterback coming in, um, Cam Ward, and then he decided, you know, he's out. He's going to to um, uh, to Miami, and then obviously we got Kansas State's quarterback, which coming in, he's kind of more fits the mold. I think he's like six four, six five, like two forty, uh, kind of a mobile quarterback. Uh, can throw quite a bit, so so he kind yeah. of fits the mold. Then obviously we got uh, some good recruits. Uh, you know we've got some. Obviously our, our receiving core continues to to stay. Uh, it seems like we've done a lot better in in the portal than we have actually recruiting, as far as when I say uh, Ohio State wise. But but the landscape overall of college football, the NIL I've talked about it in the past. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of it. I I, I just don't like it. I, I get it. I mean I, I mean. I get it, but it's just, I mean, literally, I think it was, 
I think there's a tight end for Miami that just came back for he just got uh granted his eighth or ninth year for Miami Jesus. and he, he's gonna play. So basically he was in the draft class of like Burrow and all those guys. So basically all <laughs> these guys are playing in the NFL and this guy's granted another year in college football. I don't know how it works, but but whatever. Oh so, my god. Uh but yeah, overall, you know, it, it's it's uh, a there, there's a lot going on. It's exciting to have Lions football this, this late to really not have to focus in on college, especially after a bad yeah. year for, for Ohio State and Michigan State, you know. So, um, but yeah, th- there's going to be a lot to lot to talk about in the next couple months. Yeah. Plus, I mean, plus with the, the expanded college playoff coming next year with the 12 teams, it's going to be, and, and Nick Saban not being a part of that, it's, it's going to be so much more interesting to yeah. see how these teams are decided and all that, and especially with all the shakeup. But, all that aside, I think we're uh, I think we've wrapped it up for this yeah. episode. Um, you know, if 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 you guys joined us live, we appreciate it. Uh, if we we're if we we're mentioning the bottom line ticker and all that for you, that's listening on the podcast. Uh, you know, feel free to if you can catch us. You know, you never know what day we're on, but um, you know, we're live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, but we also appreciate you, appreciate you guys joining on the podcast. We'll let the, we'll let Mike take you out. Yeah, like I said, no, no episode next week. I, I'll be out of the country unless unless Zach uh, snags a guest. Unless yeah, we'll see, we'll uh, see. I might try. If the Lions win, I'm definitely going to try. Definitely, oh, try. Yeah, so I, absolutely. But uh, but no, overall, uh, you know, a lot to look forward to. I feel like a great matchup. Um, but uh, you know, hard hard to believe we we could to be talking about NFC uh, championship. So basically, oh, uh, it's man. funny. Uh, we're, we're flying into to Mexico on Sunday. So basically, uh, we're hitting the ground. We're supposed to hit the ground in Mexico at uh, uh, at 2 p.m. Um, and, and it's like a 15 minute drive from the the airport to our resort. Uh, basically, nice. if we get through customs, everything you know, perfect world. What 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 are the odds that I actually land at two o'clock and get to the bar at three o'clock to watch the the opening kickoff? So so that's where you'll we're, have it on my there. Wife, my wife knows that I'm stressing about this. So you have to uh, you have to text me actually when when you get there because I've been to a resort in Cancun and. One of the bartenders at the resort was a big, big Red Wings fan, and I was wearing my uh-huh. Red Wings stuff, and he like he put it on, and I took a picture with him. I'll have to send a picture to you sometime. It's pretty sweet, but I'll yeah, you have to let me know where you land, and hopefully I make it back, and the cartel doesn't take us. So, yeah. <laughs> always cross our fingers on that one. Yes, but, uh, but no, anyways, uh, appreciate you guys joining us. Tonight. Like Zach said, we're live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, find us at Belly Up Sports uh, YouTube. Uh, the podcast will be out right after this. Uh, this uh this recording basically uh we'll have that out and then we'll we'll see what goes on next week but uh on behalf of myself and zach we appreciate you guys tuning in tonight uh looking forward to this weekend and we'll see where we go from here hopefully have another episode have a good night